The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Nair is public interest journalism funded through New Zealand On Air. No, my haere mai, whakatau mai rā, he kōnei pūrangi tēnei, he pāna ki te ao Māori, me te ao hurihuri. I'm Leonie Hayden, this is a podcast about being Māori in the modern world. We talk a lot about our connection to whenua, but most of us live away from our ancestral lands. Today's question, who are we if we never go home? Welcome to Nair. use phrases like back home and going home to refer to our marae, our tūranga waiwai, our pā, where a lot of our whānau live, um, but it's often a place we've never lived. I whakapapa to Kaipara, to Kakanui, and I have whānau who live out there, lots of my cousins were raised there, but most of my generation weren't. On our whenua there's only a handful of houses, so if anyone wants to go home for good, they either have to move in with Auntie Hone or jolly well build the place first. And with so many of us living paycheck to paycheck, home ownership is a pipe dream. More and more with every passing year, far no land or no. And this is uh, why Auckland has the largest Māori population. About a quarter of us live in Tamaki Makaurau. And in the 50 years between 1936 and 1986, the Māori population changed from 83% rural to 83% urban. Now that's a massive rate of urbanisation. And of course we know why it was our people venturing further into Te Ao to find a, a better place for their whānau after the war and after extractive industries exploited the people in the whenua and the ngahere. Villages like Pangaru and Hokianga, they ripped the gum from the trees and the timber from the earth and then left. And the people left behind were left with much less than they had before. Uh, in her excellent book, Pangaru and the City, historian Melissa Matutina-Williams talks about the term urban drift. And from Hokianga, at least, she says the migration to the city was highly organised, because of course it was. Farno wanted economic security and they wanted education and they couldn't get it at home because the government we'd all been forced to live under didn't give a crap about resourcing those communities. Uh, it's kind of like that Goldie painting, The Arrival of the Maoris in New Zealand, that shows a raft with these starving Māori on it, washing ashore in Aotearoa, which made people think for hundreds of years that we got here by accident and not because our people were legendary navigators that knew exactly where they were going. And urban drift also sort of implies that we meandered around until we got to Auckland and found some work. And of course, it makes much more sense that it would be a well-organised, well-planned, highly resourced expedition or many years worth of expeditions and Fano had to make sacrifices. You had to rely on the Fano that had gone ahead who found a whare for you to live in and the whole community pitched in to make sure you got there safely. Now Melissa goes on to call that new place a coexistent home place and we know that Māori came from all over the motu to Tāmaki and Pōneki and they found each other and made communities and community spaces, even built new marae while making sure those connections to home were really strong still. And now, many generations later, those connections for a lot of whānau may not be as strong anymore. And the new home, the coexistent home place, is for many of us the only home place, with the occasional visit back to the other home for tangi. Uh, this is an episode that might throw up more questions than answers, and that's okay, you know, these are complex issues. 
um, such as what are our connections to the whenua that we've never lived on and what do we mean by going home? Um, when we put down roots for, say, two generations or more outside the lands we whakapapa to, what are our connections to that whenua and what are our obligations to mana whenua there? Should the end goal always be to go home, preferably while you're still alive? And if not, then how do you contribute to home? How do we reconcile that connection to land with our history as navigators and migrants? Uh, so coming up, we talked to a couple of people about leaving home and going home. The following conversation is in Te Reo Māori between Matua Joe Pihema and Tukuru Jews. They're having a chat about our responsibilities to mana whenua and how to be good manuhiri. Um, and then after that, Miriana Tikuru and myself will be joined by our special guest, Karen Leaf, who's been having some life-changing wānanga with her whānau recently about moving home. Haya Nate, we'll see you after the break. Tēnā koutou e ngā kaiwhakarongo kua piri mai nei ki tēnei hōtaka ki a ne kua tatū mai nei te rangatira nei a Jau Pihema o Ngāti Whātua a, e te rangatira, e te matua, e te hoa, a nau mai. Tēnā koe e te kuru a, o tira e mihi kauana ki ngā kaiwhakarongo te motu e hono mai nei ki tēnei a kaupapa kānui te mihi. Mō te hunga, kāre pea i te mōhio, io takenga, nō hea, nā wai, a, i tipua ke koe ihea. A he māmā noiho te rā kōrero, ko tahi anake taku a, iwi ko Ngāti Whātua, a, i tupe mai au a, i tēnei takiwa, a, i te wharetapu o tupiriri, a, me ki i tā maki makaurau, koia nei taku papakāinga, koia nei te wāhi i tangatai a hau. A, hoi anō, ka mārena a hau i tētahi putiputi no te tairāwhiti, a, ka hau nuku atu nō reira, uh, ai, no Ngāti Whātua, no tēnei takiwa o tā maki makaurau. Koera hei, kaupapa kōrero, hei upoko kōrero, uh, mā tāua i te rā nei, hiaho o ake whiako, uh, taua whiako rā te noho ki te rohe uh, o iwi kē. No kūtawai marie, uh, e tūtaki ai a hau ki taku wahine uh, kia te wāhuia tāngira i te rāwa. Uh, he tāngira, he kere kere uh, i Takia mai i ngā, ngā iwi o te whānau āpanui, teitanga māhaki me ngai tahu. Nāna taku, taku ngā kaui kapo, a ka tahira ka, a ka whaiwhakaaro māua, kia hūnuku atu ki tōna rohe ki tūranga nuiākiwa, i te mei tūtakira māua i konei, i tāmaki nō reira. Ai, koia te timatanga o taku hi koitanga, Nuitanga ki roto o iwiki. Um, when you move into another rohe, um, you've really got to um, have a, an attitude of, of gratitude, I think, but also uh, have, a, have a healthy respect. You know, me whakaute nui te tangata ki tērā, tangata whenua ki era mana nui o taua takiwa. Uh, me, me, me ngana koe ki te ako i ngā hitoria. Me ngana koe ki te a rapu-rapu i ngā kōrero e pai ai e haumaru ai tō noho i wainga i ngā tāngata whenua uh, i ngā, ngā mana o tērā takiwa. When you go into a, a world that's so rich with culture like the Tairawhiti and, uh, and then me living in Tūranga Nuiākiwa, um, you quickly learn to be uh, very humble and very quiet and very small. 
eyes open, ears open, and and I developed a healthy appetite um, for learning the local histories of Tūranga. And I'm quite proud to say that um, as a rawaho, as a hunaonga, uh, I I try to, at, you know, at, at most times um, know the kōrero or at least have a healthy uh, knowledge of the local kōrero um, because, one, that just shows respect to the local people. And uh, two, it was a... I think a part of the responsibility that I had to be able to share with my wife and passing that knowledge on to my children. Uh, no point going and living in, in amongst Teitanga Mahagi, but not really, you know, learning anything about them. Uh, and so I made it part of my, um, my life and my journey to um, always have my ears open and, you know, getting to know people who were the knowledge holders of the, um, the Mahaki Kōrero, uh, you know, these are people like, um, again, my uh, wife's grandfather, Wurumu Kirikiri, and then uh, John Ruru and Charlie Pera and uh, and just a whole a lot of other kaumatu and kuya, um, just getting to know them and them sharing kōrero. It was really a healthy respect, nothing more, uh, not for anything uh, for me to gain personally, but to know who the local people were and to also um, be able to share part of that quarter with my children. I have seen people go into Tūranga, um, Rawaho, and, uh, you know, married in Hunaunga like myself, and kāre rātou i pakuaro, ki ngā kōrero, kāre rātou i pakuaro, ki ngā tāera, ki ngā tikanga o takiwa. And uh, I think, you know, you've really got to just understand that when you're not in your own kingdom, uh, you really have to, you know, really fuck it to yourself and and just um, learn how to live like the Romans do, eh? You know, so when in, when in Tūranga, you know, you just live like the, the Tūranga people do. And so I was very, very grateful to them. They were, um, they were patient with me. They were, um, they took a long, I mean, you know, particularly with the Kapahaka fraternity in Tūranga. Um, you know, I wasn't a great singer. Wasn't a great haka person, um, but um, you know, people took the time and took an interest in me to say, "Hey, um, come in and be a part of our whānau, and we'll help you to, um, you know, learn who we are, and then maybe one day you might feel a sense of belonging." Which I did, uh, because after twenty five years being in Waihiriri Kapahaka and uh, and being in and around uh, uh, the the traps of uh, Tūranga and Tairawhiti. Uh, I've got a lot of uh, enduring friendships and very close, um, you know, um, people who I hold dear to me who come from um, Ngāti Poro. And, um, you know, I, I just have to thank them all because uh, that was part of the journey that um, that became me in the end. It became my journey and it created this person who came home uh, with a lot more um, value. I went away as a, uh, as a young um, man, and I came back, um, I think, a, a more mature and uh, probably a little bit wiser too in terms of my um, time in Tūranga. Uh, but, yeah, really important. You've got to um, have a very open mind and an open heart. But, you know, ko te tuatahi me te whakamutunga, ko te whakaiti, me whakaiti, me whakaiti, i ngā wā katoa. Kwa hoki koe ki tāmaki, uh, ki tō... 
tūranga waiwai. Hia uh, hai hoki ai koe ki reira. Why, why did you decide to, uh, to head back to Tāmaki Makaurau? He nui no te karanga me ki o te kāinga ki au. Ko i ara, uh, ko te moke moke e huri huri ana i roto i taku puku uh, ki o hoki au ki te kāinga. Uh, yeah, I really wanted to come home because I just felt the calling of the kāinga. And I'd been away, um, you know, for quite a long time. And um, just watching my iwi on television uh, on, you know, marae or te karere or, or Māori television, it was really hard for me. And um, the emotions were quite high when I'd, I'd see a number of major events. And, you know, these were quite historical events like the signing of our, our settlement in 2012 and other kaupapa uh, and having to watch them on television uh, was quite, you know, quite tough. And so I think um, probably around about 2015, 2016, if I to 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 Kata i ka takata whakaaro, a tēnā pē me pānga waiwai ki oku nei whenua ki te papakainga ki a kitea, nuitea e taku iwi a hau nei me taku hiahia ki te āwhina i te hapuri. So I, I did, um, I was lucky enough to be a member of the, uh, the trust board and uh, that was around 2015, 2016 and it was really, you know, about me um, having to get home and be seen, uh, people had had voted for me, and they'd, you know they they probably taken a punt that I could contribute at a um, at a governance and strategic level, um, but I just felt it wasn't good enough to me uh, for me being a remote kind of um, you know dial in or fly in um, kind of a governor or board member. Really, for me, it was important to be accessible to my people. And to be, you know, just be a part of um, some of these events and and the um, the rebuilding, I think, um, uh, is a real big part too. Uh, we were going through a really big retooling, rebuilding um, stage, which we are continuing to at the moment. And um, I wanted to be a part of that. So, um, yeah, I uh, started making the move home on my own to begin with. And then my whānau followed me uh, not long after. So it's been a um, a wonderful coming home, and um, you know again, uh, I come back to Tamaki um, uh, with um, with the value of the experiences and the the matauranga and knowledge it was um, you know um, given uh, that I was a part of in terms of wānanga and the Tairawhiti, and it's influenced a whole lot of my thinking. It's influenced um, a lot of how I behave, and I think. It's really important too that um, um, people should get out of their own kainga. You know, me noho tafiti koe i etahi wahi tō kainga. Kia rongo koe, uh, kia kite koe i etahi āhuatanga hou, i etahi āhuatanga rereke uh, i era i tō kainga. Uh, kia mōhio koe, ah, a nei te ao Māori e hurihuri ana e, e tupumai ana, ah, pai ana wena kōrero, oh, pai ana wena kaupapa, hei, you know, so you don't get that by being in your fishbowl at home. Although I do have a lot of um, a lot of aroha, and uh, at times I'm, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit harawini, a bit jealous of those people who are happy to live in their little neck of the wood 
you know, from the cradle to the grave and they just do their thing. And I think that's beautiful. Um, but for me, um, being a person who had to try and contribute to a, um, you know, a range of activities and a range of thinking in my hapu, uh, it was important for me to bring um, a number of experiences and, and different views to the table, which I think I do only because I lived in the Tairawhiti. How do uh, Taurahere living in Tāmaki, how can they support Ngāti Whātua? O tuatahira, mena he Taurahere, mena e hono atu ana koe ki toiwe e mohi ana koe ki o kōrero, puritia, puritia o kōrero kia au, puritia o kōrero kia mau. Kau e whakarerea, kau e whakarerea o kōrero, kau e whakarerea o tikanga, puritia. Uh, hold fast to your traditions, that's what I say to our Taurahere, to our Taurahere from Kaitahu, puritia e rā kōrero, uh, o toiwi o tō takiwa, and the same with every other rohe. And, um, you know, uh, be true to yourself. Uh, however, um, within the, you know, i roto i tō, uh, tō noho ki roto o tāmaki ki tētahi o ngā, ngā taone nui, ahakoa ka pupuri koe ki o kōrero, ka pupuri koe ki o tikanga, uh, kei reira, uh, kia mai maharatia, kei reira uh, te tangata whenua o te rā takiwa, kei aia kei taua tangata whenua, kei aia te mana, O te whenua nō reira, kia mōhio, kia māramara uh, e rā taurahire, uh, he tangata whenua kei reira. Uh, just to remember that, yeah, hold fast to your traditions, but uh, also be cognizant that there are tangata whenua uh, who, are, uh, who are always, um, you know, there to maintain their traditions over, the, uh, over that, that rohe, uh, that takiwa. And um, how can they help taurahire? By just... Being good taurahere and maintaining, you know, their own traditions, but I think not becoming a burden or not becoming a barrier to the local tangata whenua carrying out their own traditions and carrying out their own responsibilities and maintaining, you know, uh, their own uh, mana over their own takiwa. And so that's how I think taurahere and rawaho uh, become uh, people who local tangata whenua can, you know, find some natural alignments and and uh, alliances with is by, you know, not becoming a burden and not um, becoming uh, a group who actually are a, um, you know, are a barrier to the local tangata whenua uh, carrying out their responsibilities, their host responsibilities too, because that's where we also come into contact is how can I manaki you in terms of you being here in Tamaki, uh, living uh, within the, the Whare Tapu o Tupiriri, and how can we uh, help you, Taurahire, to be more comfortable and feel a sense of belonging whilst you're living here within our, within our whenua? Yeah, I think it's simple. We just have a healthy respect for each other. Te, tēnā koe matua, uh, e te rangatira e te hoa, e iera kōrero e ngā mā tauranga uh, kua kura mahora uh, i te rā nei, uh, hei aha, hei whāngai, uh, i a ngai Māori e noho ana ki o rātou ake rohe, o tira uh, ki te hunga e noho ana ki ngā rohe o iwi ke. Thank you matua, thank you for your kōrero today. Ngā mihi.
Pokemayano, our manuhiri today is Karen Leaf, Nonga Puhi, Te Rarawa, Me Aitutaki Hoki. Uh, Karen is a mama of two young bubs, a Māori health worker working in the first ever uh, Māori breastfeeding team. She's also a proud urban Māori growing up in GI, now living in Pōneke for the last 10 years, who is planning an amazing move home with her whānau. Kia ora, Karen. No mai. Kia ora. No mai hoa. So glad to have you on. Thanks for having me. Um, so we'll just start a little bit about um, where you grew up. GI, what was it like growing up there? Ah, there's no words. Um, yeah, it was it was a challenge. I grew up with my single mama um, and my siblings. I'm three generations to be brought up in GI. Um, so my whanau moved down around the time of the war from Pangaru and they um, settled in GI and the surrounding suburbs. So we're um, pretty hearty to East Auckland. And yeah, it's been it's been a journey, an experience. Mm. But I love how you rep it so hard. Yeah. Oh, hashtag GI till I die, like <laughs> all day. Yeah. I actually yeah. use that in all of my bios. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a lot of those uh, families that have been in GI for a long time, um, some people call it regeneration, some people call it gentrification of GI. Um, what are your thoughts around what is happening in your area? I think there's many thoughts. I've really had to, since moving down to Pōneke, um, I've really had struggled to reconcile feelings about being brought up in GI and being far from home and not being a part of the hands-on gentrification of our whānau, the removal of whare, the protests outside whare. Yeah, it's, it was really difficult. I was raised by a single parent and the community of GI were my whānau. And so... I was brought up having the dinners at um, the community centre before there was a te oro mm-hmm. art um, event. Mm. I was at the library. I was at Rua Potika Marae. I was in those spaces and to, to be so abruptly removed from that environment um, due to many social whānau challenges was really mamai and still to this day, like I rep GI with such passion and heart, but I feel like being far from GI has made me love GI more, knowing that I will never be able to go home. Hmm. I will never be able to buy the whare that I grew up in because now it's all these townhouses mixed with rich whānau, poor whānau have moved out south and it's it's just not the same. And so, um, yeah, when I rep GI, I think I speak to the GI of, of my childhood. Mm. I speak to the GI where you can get tuna from the awa, where my dad can walk through um, Glendowie fields and just pick up a tuna on the way to dropping the kids to school. Um, and, and nowadays you don't get any of that. Did you did you ever get the sense that um, that was potentially how your um, tūpuna, your grandparents felt when they had to leave Pangaru? Do you know much about the sort of that, that migration of your whānau to GI? Yeah, definitely. My auntie, who is the eldest of my dad's siblings, had memories of growing up in Te Karaka in a mud house. Mm. They had a mud floor. They would um, go with their little dinghy with one motor around the corner to Rangi Point to go to the kura, and then Papa would pick them up and bring them back home. And my eldest brother, who's 45, he has memories of going back to Pangaru and walking through muddy fields to go take um, in Tangihana to take the Tupapaku to the whenua 
and it was just a different time. Now, most of my dad's siblings moved down to Tamaki when they, when my um, grandfather went to the war and um, my dad's siblings all had this silent agreement that when they returned home to Te Karaka, that was their final place that they would go. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's been mixed feelings for my whānau with my dad's siblings and that generation now returning home and um, and what that means for their uri, for their descendants who remain in urban spaces. Mm. And is that still the kaupapa? Is that still what your... Um your oh, your dad obviously which we will talk about soon but you know his siblings are they all still going home or are they choosing you know to to be put laid to rest at GI most of them have making plans to go home you know that for that was shared amongst uh, with our komatua to our whanau is that you go to the city you go to the big smoke you go get education you go get a good paying job but you get that knowing that you're going to come home and bring back back to your people and I think for my whanau I see that in my dad's siblings is that they've gone got their educations started businesses bought properties, you know, and, and they've all shifted back home into that direction. And whether that's by choice, whether that's by um, just mummy challenges, mm. they've all just naturally navigated back home. That's cool though, because eh? it's so often, you know, I was really, I saw a post on Facebook the other day and uh, they were talking about how, how pody it is that so many of our people, you know, they get poached to the big cities and, and then they don't come home until you know, they've passed. And I think that if more of our people brought our skills home, started businesses at home, then we would have communities to come home to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you're planning on doing, eh, Yehua? <laughs> yeah, man, my five-year plan. Boy, tell us. Tell us all about it. I think it's um, I think it's more become my five-year plan that I've just <laughs> told my sister and my dad that this is what we're going to do. Um, I have four siblings in my whanau and... Um, my sister and I are the the main leaders in reclaiming a lot of our matauranga. And so um, it's really hard for my sister and I to journey that decol um, experience and go back into our whanau and be like, hey, look, this is, it's gangster to be Māori. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think my sister and I just infect each other with our own desires to move back home and what that looks like. Um, so, yeah, I've been sitting in Wananga and planning a lot about my five-year plan. I've been talking about going home for the longest time and it um, felt more, I felt more of a push when I had my, my son um, to return home. And so this year I really wanted to really commit to that and follow that through. Mm. And so it has five points to my five-year plan. Um, My first one is to secure land back. Mm. So I stayed up, north over the um, 2020 lockdown. I was on my papakainga living my best papakainga life. Um, Engari, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Hey, mm. I would wake up, um, go and gather harakiki from the ngahere, weave, get raupo, make some bread, um, go up the maunga, go into the untouched ngahere. I was living that true um, vision of my life back home. But then I was also dealing with the raru of being in a papakainga experience, mm. having conflict, uh, different personalities. Um, the auntie who just gets hoha everybody or um, <laughs> the kids that just won't shush. Um, and so I think 
we really romanticize the idea of moving back home until you're home and you're like, actually, I like being by myself. (laughs) I think being urban Māori is really isolating. And I think we're so used to being isolated that when we're in a papakainga sitting that we're like, you know, really talk up and romanticize the idea of it when it's, when we're sitting in it, actually you realize, oh, I don't get along with auntie over there. Yeah. Actually, she talks too much snack. <laughs> actually, I don't like the culture of all of this. Um, and it, it, it really was that. And so it was the best time of my life, but also the most challenging. And so in our five-year plan, we want to buy back whenua that we only – that we already fuck up up soon. Yeah. But own it in the sort of Pākehā sense with an individual title. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's so many shareholders. Like mm. we sat in so many hui, land hui, with all of the thousands of shareholders to try to secure yourself a little spot mm. and part of that. And then it it just gets filtered. And um, because no one's going home, it just becomes heaps of raru. Um, mm. It becomes such a, a challenge for us who really want to return home and be a kaitiaki of the whenua. And so phase one of our five-year plan is saving up a deposit for buying our land back that we whakapapa to. Mm. And if we buy whenua of another iwi, having in our plan um, how we're going to honour mana whenua, mm. what we're going to do if we're going to have that whenua for X amount of time and when we die, we pass that whenua on to mana whenua. Mm. Oh, nee, that's responsible. I think it was really important for us to think like that. I think Aye. when we think of land back, whose land are we buying back? Whose land are we wanting back? Is it our tuturu ukaipo or is it the nice farmyard acres in Hawke's Bay? Yeah. Or, you know, and so I think it's really important for us, um, especially our whanau who already have whenua to acknowledge that, that mm. mana whenua really want that. What are your thoughts on, I'm keen to know about, um, you know, owning land in a Pākehā sense, land that you whakapapa to, but you have a mortgage for, say, whether that can still be your tūranga waiwai. Because this was something, my mum was in a real course and the whenua that we're on is um, land we whakapapa to, but is in um, Pākehā title. And she, her kaiako said, oh, you can't say, nor this hauwai is the name of the farm, you can't say nor hauwai aho because that's not Māori land. And I just think that's crap. Like, I don't, I don't think we should be putting parameters around if you fuck a papa to that whenua, no yeah. matter what the piece of paper looks like, kate pie. But, yeah, mm. how, how do you sort of – where do you sit with that? I definitely let my tupuna guide me on that. Like, our wairua, I think it has to be confirmed in the physical, like, if I tōtō back to that whenua – but also how I feel on that whenua, if, I, if that whenua responds to me. I went home, so I papa to Waimate, and um, we were, our uh, mihaka whanau were married into that papa line who papa to um, Waimate and the Hokianga. And I remember talking to my uncle and he said, oh, bub, it's cool that you're here, but you don't really papa here, you know. You papa to Firinaki. That's where the leaf whanau are from. You're only brought in through the through the marriage bloodlines. You're you're not like tuturu to this whenua. And I I was just like, who are you to say that? <laughs> like I appreciate that there's order and hierarchy to this stuff, but mm. what I've experienced in this whenua has been incredible. Like that piece of whenua was the first time that I ever spoke on the marae 
at Parafinua and all I said was my name and my pepeha and Māori, <laughs> but I felt myself fall into the whenua and was held by all my tupuna. And while I continued to stay up there during lockdown, that just reinforced it even more. My tupuna were sending manu to my ha- like to our little cabin every mm. single day. There were tohu in the clouds, like everything. Like the whenua was speaking to me and, and we were responding to each other. But for my uncle to be like, oh, no, paper-wise, you don't. Like you're only connected in through marriage. Felt like I was... Um, just refused mm. my whakapapa to this place yeah. and denied it. And, and it felt like he was denying me who was wanting to come home and connect and to honour my my responsibility to this whenua. And so I think it's, for me and how I've navigated that moving forward has just been like asking my tupuna, if my whanau uh, tinana don't want to support me on that journey, then um, I ask for my tupuna to show me where and how I need to go. Yeah, but it's mm, a hard one. Yeah. Kia ora, pai, tēra, pai te whakaaro, hinoi te whakaaro. Um, thank you so much for joining us. I found that, like, really enlightening. I'm really um, stoked for your whānau that you guys are on that journey to find your way home. Thank you so much for joining us uh, today on our little potty. Um, that was Karen Leaf. Huge mahi to you, um, a huge mahi to our producer, the Ahe Butler. Thank you, Ehoa. Um, we've been near. You can find us uh, on Instagram, the Our Māori Podcast, or on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're going to see you again in two weeks' time. Hey, Akua Naikoto, Kakite. NAIR is public interest journalism funded through New Zealand On Air and brought to you by the Spin-Off Podcast Network. It was hosted and researched by Leonie Hayden with Te Kuru Jews and Mediana Johnson. NAIR was produced by Te Aihe Butler with senior production from Jane Yee and project management from Mark Kelleher. Kia ora e te iwi, Te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at the Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a spin-off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.